He can give us the update on what he thinks the Brewers can do, and then I can explain to him why we almost hit in his group at our golf outing. Joining us now is the sports director, Channel 12, replacing Dan Needles. Joining us is Dario Melendez. Dario, good afternoon. Thanks, Homer. Appreciate it, man. Well, I mean, I, I heard this. Go ahead, let's play this so we can give the background to. Uh, I don't. Did you do the? Did you mention this the day of the event, or was, it was it the day of? Yeah, the day it, was, of. it was the day of the event because it was still raw, and I, my feelings were hurt. <laughs> so obviously, the bog is beautiful, but it's a lot of rolling hills. You're going to lose some balls every now and then. But at every one of these holes, there's like a little event. There's a chipping contest. There's a bags contest. There's take a shot here, take a shot there. There's fun little things that kind of break up the monotony of golf and and take your time and have some fun. We're doing that because, again, we're with Marie from Discount Liquor. I mean, she wants to have some fun. You you hear her on our our station all the time. She's as fun as she sounds. Look, Gina Dell is also out here from Pella Windows, uh, and Gina is, like, one of my favorite people ever. I didn't get to see her yet, but I'm going to make sure I make my way over to her. But Marie is is right up there with Gina. We're taking our time, having some fun. Homer's group wants none of it. Homer's group is up our tail the entire time. We get to, like, the fifth hole, and they pass us. I'm like, Homer, what are you doing? This is like a fun golf outing. Take your time. Relax. Play. Pace of play isn't that big of a deal. Have yourself a Bloody Mary sponsored by, uh, I think that was Pella's, uh, or the chipping contest was Pella's. Have a Bloody Mary sponsored by The Truth. Uh, have some fun. Like all of these holes have a little bit of a, a gimmick and a shtick. Take some time. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the bog. It's amazing. Nah, Homer's group is like hitting into us. Almost hit us off the tee on one of them trying to get us off the hole. So then we're on a par three. I want to say it's like the fourth or fifth hole here at the bog. And they just drive by. Like, what are we doing, bro? You don't do that. Come on now. But I was surprised. I mean, I thought Homer, like, I was expecting Homer to catch up to us, have some beers. I like talking with Homer. And nah, man, he just picked up and drove right by. I I I was disappointed. Really All disappointed. Right. All right, here's what happens, and then you can decide if an apology is necessary. So what happened was we had this guy, Paul. Okay, one time, Paul hits the ball like 120, and then on the hole that we hit into, he hit it like 300 yards. So I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to have to wait forever because we none of us, we can't go until we until they're like off the hole. I don't wait that long. And then the hole before, they told us that Tony Smith was the group ahead of you. And I thought, all right, this way we have time to wait forever. So Paul can then, I don't know if he's going to hit 100 or 300 yards. And as a matter of fact, on number 10, he greened it. He hit it just short of the green on number 10. It's like 340 yards. So to make sure that Paul had all the time he wanted and that we wouldn't have to wait forever. And then to get up next to Tony, because I wanted to see how he's playing, because he's going to play a head-to-head against Terrell Buckley uh, in the middle of August. That was why. And But I definitely want to apologize for hitting into you. I had no idea. In the first hole, Paul hits it like 150. And the one where he hit it into you, he had to hit it like 280. So... <laughs> Well, and look, I mean, look, we were playing slow. But, again, Marie really wanted to kind of, like, be out there and enjoy everything. Yeah. And we also had a fifth member. So we're already play- we have a bigger group than usual. We're playing a little slower. And I remember even us our team off on the first hole, which for us was, what, 18? We were being rushed a little bit. So, look, it was fine that you guys passed us. You really don't need to apologize. I just like hanging out with you, Homer. I never get to see you. So I was expecting to, like, catch up at one point, and then you guys kind of took, took off. 
So anyway, uh, but Paul, I've never played with anybody like that ever. Like really, real long off the tee, or 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 hook oh, it, or hook at one fifty. <laughs> I mean, you play there, number ten. I mean, it's downhill, but how yep. do you? I've never been with anybody that hit the ball just like it was right on the fringe. So you can't. Yeah. we can't. We can't tee off. Until the, other, the next group is 320 yards away, and it's forever. Or, anyway, so maybe that's why he hit it so far because he saw us there. He's like, you know what? I'm going to get them to go faster. And then when we left, everything was shankopotamus. Yeah. All right. Now the other reason. Uh, so uh, we'll play again next time, and uh, we'll we'll I'll figure it out. We won't have Paul. That's the only thing, and then well, then everything will work easily. I wanted to ask you because you you know you were doing the Brewers for how many years, and you've been through this time of the year and know David Stearns, and I've said all year I'm just convinced he's going to do something, and I, I want to know what your thoughts are because you've been close to it the last few years as to kind of the way he looks at this time of the year and what he's done and what he might do. Oh yeah, look, I actually was able to catch up with David the other day, and I wanted to wish him a. Uh, uh, a nice all-star break, but if you remember, it was the draft and then trade deadline, so GMs and uh, presidents don't really get all-star breaks. But he's going to do something. I mean, Mark Adnazio and David Stearns have shown that if you get to within two to three games of the all-star break of first place, something's going to happen. You're going to make moves. So they're in first place. Seventh time in franchise history they've done that. The problem is they don't usually go for the home run because, one, your farm system, which I still think the Brewers have a really good farm system. That's why you have success at so many of these levels with these guys. But they don't have, like, that shiny prospect that every team is just, like, salivating over. So you don't usually get, like, the top guy. The biggest trade piece really on the roster is Josh Hader. I don't think you're going to trade Josh Hader this year, even though you could probably get a King's ransom for him and you'll probably lose him after next season. But he's going to do something. Does he get a Benintendi, which would improve the outfield and the order day one? Do you get a Rafael Devers, who's on a one-year deal from the Red Sox and secure the corner, the hot corner for the Brewers, and obviously gives you one of the best third basemen in the league? I mean, those are your two pipe dreams. But you probably have to go to, like, the next best thing, which is kind of what he's shown. I mean, you wanted to get the big name last year, and you get Eduardo Escobar, which was fine. You wanted to get a big name the year before or the year before that, and you get Jonathan Scope, who was doing well, but obviously didn't pan out. So he kind of approaches the trade deadline like he approaches free agency, which is shopping the bargain and, and hoping he finds a needle in the haystack, which has happened a lot of the times. Look at Rowdy Telez. But I'm just hoping this year, seeing how good this pitching staff is, seeing how close they could be to a World Series, that you empty the farm system and you get one of these top guys like a Benatendi or a Devers. Talking with Dario Melendez, uh, sports anchor now at Channel 12. So what's it like following Dan Needles? Uh, the chair is stinky. Like it's still, <laughs> it's still, it still has that uh, oh Dan fart aroma in it. Uh, it's, it's been cool, man. Like it's what, two, what are the two sports directors since like the mid 80s? Yep. Maybe mm-hmm. 70s. And now I'm like the third one. So it's been really cool, and I, I keep joking. I finally get to be a boss somewhere because we all know I'm not a boss at home. We all get to listen to my wife every morning on uh, Gen Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I get that, but I, I, I have a little mu- – you, you can only sell that so far with me. I think, I think you hold your own pretty well. But it's the, oh, not at But all. It's, it's the nice way to play it. Um, <laughs> yes, and it is true, and Dan Needles will admit, two of the greatest farters 
in the history of the world are Brett Favre and Dan Needles. And I, I called him Rain Man because of his trivia. But if I could have set up a farting duel between, uh, and I don't even know how you do it, with Needles and Favre, it would have been historic. Man, it's, and he always called it his medical condition, but he could do it on command. I've never met someone that could just do it on command. Yep. And it's like Favre says, it kind of lightens up the room. And it clears the room as well in Dan's case. All right, let's get back to the Brewers because I'm thinking don't you have to get somebody who's probably only available for a year or two because then what you give up is less. Um, because while I agree with you, it's I just I don't know that how far Stearns is willing to go. Um, yeah, and if you only get somebody for a year, or then what you probably give up is going to be a little bit less. Like I'm curious yeah. to see what happens with Soto because. It's a good move when you only have him to pay him for him for two years, but somebody's going to give a ton for him, even well, for the two only years. Way to get, yeah, the only way to get Soto is haters without a doubt involved. I would think, I would have said Ashby before the trade deadline, but, or before the extension, I should say. But, I mean, heck, maybe you do throw Ashby back in there because he could be um, uh, a nice piece that these teams like. He's team-friendly, under control for a long time. So you could see a package of Ashby, Hader, and a couple prospects for a guy like Juan Soto. Or, I mean, do you include someone like Brandon Woodruff, who's going to be coming up? I no. mean, the problem was, yeah, exactly. I look, no. totally agree with you 100%, maybe Lauer. But the problem is, if you're going to get Juan Soto, the Nationals are going to want Yeah, which means two. you probably won't. Um, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, like well, you, I, you want to look at all the players that like have a year left and they're not top five. You top. want the rentals. Yeah, you, you want the rentals. The issue is the rentals haven't been great for the Brewers because the top rentals people are overpaying for. Like it used to be, you give low-level prospects for rental and then everything's okay. But then the Cubs, believe it to the Cubs, screwed that up a couple of years ago when they got Araldis Chapman giving up massive prospects. Obviously, they won a World Series in '16, but that kind of changed the market. I thought I didn't know if they would do it, but uh, the man I used to call Chris Farley Vogelbach, the the Mets picked him up. I mean, he's his what he's been doing as a DH, or you'd I don't I don't know why they didn't. Uh, I, I can't believe the Mets had to give up much at all for him. Uh, look, I mean, Vogelbach can't hit hit a lefty worth his life unless it's Josh Hader for some reason. But against right-handed batters, you're not going to find a much better left-handed DH than Daniel Vogelbach. I understand Andy Haynes took a ton of crap last year, but man, Andy Haynes is a good coach. You look, you look at some of these guys; they had career years outside of Yelich and Hira. Guys just got better. You think it's a coincidence that Adamas and Garcia and Urias and Jace Peterson all have these career years? No, it's not a coincidence. Andy Haynes is good, and then he got to work with Benino Vogelback again in Pittsburgh, and he continued to have a good year. And now he's a trade piece. He goes from a crappy team to an NL pennant contender in the Mets. So, I mean, Andy Haynes has a lot to do with it, but Daniel Vogelback is a really good pickup for that Mets team, looking for some power from the left side. And at a DH, and they didn't have to get much to get him. I mean, it just it makes too much sense. And then, I don't, I, I mean, I've never found anything to argue ever with Stearns on, but, but Castanero was hitting amazingly well against right-handers, not lefties. Yeah. And, and they sent him down. I he his num- his numbers against was it that because his numbers were better than anybody on the team in terms of against yeah. right-handers this year. If there's one thing David Stearns has shown that he likes, it's a guy with options. 
Right. And Keston here still has minor league options. Right. And it makes it easier to kind of adjust the roster without having to deal with the guys. Back. Yo, he'll without a doubt be back. And he's doing great in AAA. I mean, he's crushing it. So it seems like he's made the adjustments that he's needed to. Uh, and I can see him being a big piece down the road. Appreciate you coming on. Look forward to the next golf event. We'll play in front of you. <laughs> and I'll, I'll make sure I break. I know we'll all be, we'll all have helmets. Don't worry, we'll be ready for you. Thanks, Dario. Thanks, Dario Melendez, sports anchor, Channel Twelve. Next.